Hey, before we hop into this episode, let's talk about why your website and digital presence isn't working. Now, I know what you're thinking, Michael, we talk all about the websites all the time. You talk about the websites, the website's a hammer, yada, 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 we get it. But for real though, it's shocking to me how much guesswork still takes place and how it's having a detrimental effect on what opportunities you are able to leverage. Now, over the last decade, especially for the OGDPBers, you know I've poured my soul into assembling a team that cares deeply about the progress of the retail auto industry, that believes in my mission to enrich and empower dealers to perpetually grow. Now I'm making my amazing marketing team accessible to the dealer playbook community so that you can start to thrive rather than merely survive. Right now, we're providing a just-for-you free website diagnostic that will show you exactly what you need to do in a priority sequence so that you can finally get the answers you need. Claim yours by visiting www.flexdealer.com forward slash website audit. That's www.flexdealer.com forward slash website dash audit. We need to get this message out to more people. I think of the dealer, the sales professional, the the, the, the dealership employee in, I always joke, I say in like Doglick, Nebraska, who's sitting there going, man, does it really have to suck this bad? No, it doesn't. There's a big world, an abundant world. Yeah, but I'm only in a market with 5,000 people. Stop. That is a, a, a lack mindset. You see the lack Start seeing abundance. So let me ask you this uh, on this subject matter. What fixed beliefs? So we've talked about uh, taking offense and, you know, um, that sort of thing, a scarcity mindset. What fixed beliefs or limiting mindsets do you observe right out of the gates that that as an industry or maybe in your store need, we need to let go of? Fixed beliefs that uh, it can't be done, that it's too hard, that it's not possible that we're on the wrong market, that we don't have enough inventory, just all these lies that we keep telling ourselves, that people don't want to listen, that millennials don't want to really grow. Such a lie. The millennials don't care that whatever generation, X generation, Z generation is better than the other. That's not, a, that's not true. It's all about being inspired, excited, and grateful, man. If you're inspired, excited, and grateful, I don't give, it doesn't matter who you put in front of me. Yeah. I can make this person a winner. Because winners want to be around winners. And when people see you winning, they want a piece of it, man. You can't inspire or excite somebody or make them grateful if you're not inspired, if you're not excited, and if you're not grateful. What makes you think people are going to be like that around you? So you're right, man. I'm on a mission too. And I tell people all the time, I'm on a mission to change people's mindset into having abundant thinking, abundant way of thinking. You're so right, man. I love that. I'm about to steal that one from you, Mike, because I love that. And I talk about that all the time. You know, I always tell people my favorite scripture. I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, man, and I apologize if I offend somebody, but I always talk about Romans 12, 2. It's in the back of my business card. It's literally on the back of my business card. And everybody I meet, I tell them, do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, 
Think about all the patterns in this world, a pattern of excuses, a pattern of, oh man, we're getting burned out, a pattern of having employees in our dealerships that don't need to be in our dealerships, a pattern of, in this world, of the letting people be dishonest to our customers and allowing them. The guy that wrote, wrote Extreme Accountability, it says, hey man, it's not about what you preach, it's about what you tolerate. Or it's not about what you teach, excuse me, it's about what you tolerate. If we tolerate this type of behaviors and we're conformed by the patterns of this world, then we're going to lose, man. We're not going to grow. We're not going to get the job done. So we need to be transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. Les Brown always said, man, it's going to be hard, but it's possible. I'm a Nick Saban guy, man. I'm a Nick Saban kind of guy. And he wrote three books that I love. Number one, how good do you want to be? How good do you want to be? So that's my question to everybody today. How good do you want to be? But I want you to think about that. I want you to think the word of resonate, man. Let it resonate with you and ask yourself, really, how good do I want to be? And do I know what it looks like to get better? Because if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? We hear that all the time. Book number two, trust the process. Nick Saban's a believer in the process. You got to trust the process. Trust the process. Believe in the process. Man, defend that process with your life. The process needs to be done every single time. That's how, that's how he wins championship after championship. Nobody can beat that guy. He's a beast. He's a car guy too, and I love that guy. And book number three, every day is fourth and goal. Every day is fourth and goal. You got to bring it every single day, not just on the last day of the month, not just on the 15 before you get your draw. Okay, not just on the first week because you just had a baby and you're excited. And you just came back from a two two week vacation. and You're fired up. We just got back from the Bahamas and you're just like, man, I had a great time and you feel good. No, every day is a it's fourth and goal. Even when I'm feeling depressed, even when I'm tired, even if when I, I didn't sleep good because my kid kept me up all night, even when my wife just told me she's thinking about divorcing me. Every day is fourth and goal. Period. And I don't make excuses, man. I don't make ex- I don't like excuses. Yeah. I love it. What I'm really picking up here too is as the leader, you have to set clear expectations or else don't get annoyed when your expectation that you didn't set or verbalize or share wasn't met. And we see that a lot, like the the, the lack of communication in the industry and not just the industry, but any organization. You know, as you go into consult businesses, I bet your first thing you can see is the lack of communication. When I do the same thing, lack of communication, and it's staggering. It's not just mom and pop shops. It is, I've sat at tables in Fortune 500s in Europe with nine C-level suite, you know, C-suite executives who weren't communicating with each other, and it was causing so many challenges, but but they're also not setting expectations. I spoke to a dealer uh, owner partner and GM of a store yesterday. And she was frustrated because her and her partners are misaligned and, and, and some of her team members are misaligned. And and you brought up like who needs to be on the bus and who doesn't. You also mentioned some of the criteria for that, which I thought was really inspiring. You didn't once mention that they get to stay on the bus because they're a high volume producer. No. You didn't once say that. And and she's experiencing this firsthand where a toxic individual that's on the bus because the partner brought them from another store is even though even though this individual is toxic, they're they're, you know, kind of bolted into place because they, they have volume. Yes. And you didn't once mention mention that. Why is that not on your list? 
Because to me, it's, it's not about how many cars you sell. To me, it's attitude, character, professionalism, teamwork. Because those are the things that build a company, make a company successful. Because you can have somebody who sells a lot of cars, who produces a lot for your business, but it's a cancer to your business. It's not following the culture. It's not following the process that you have. Therefore, this person is affecting so many other people. They're not taking care of customers the way you think. They're just, you know, why would you want somebody in your company who it's all about themselves? You see, I always tell people, don't pray, don't pray for a blessing. Pray to be a blessing. Mm. I want people in my company to be a blessing to our customers. I want people in my company to be a blessing to coworkers. I want people to help one another, to lift one another, to encourage one another. Don't give them a handout, give them a hand up. And if you create that type of culture, guys, there's no secret to success. Success is very simple. I used to have a little thing of secret sauce in my drawer because people always come and ask me, Alex, what's the secret sauce? And I have it, I still have it. I send you a picture of it and it says secret sauce on it. Because there really is no secret. There is no, and you said that earlier. You said, Alex, you know, I see a lot of people that want to hold on to things. And, you know, I'm going to have to give Frank Lopes credit for this one. Because he told me about a few years ago, because I was like, I said, Frank, do I really want to start doing, uh, uh, sharing all my secrets with everybody? And he said, Alex, stop. There is no secrets, man. Everything that you're saying, everybody knows. The problem is execution because information Without execution, it's just information. Information with execution, now that's transformation. Yeah, you know, you know and it, it reminds me of something I heard along these lines. That execution, implementation, that that is the differentiator. And you can go about implementation in one of two ways. You can accelerate it by bringing people into your proximity who have forged the path already and have achieved success. Or you can figure it all all out on your own, and and it reminds me of that saying. It's I'm trying to think of it now. It's it's who, what, when, and why for free, implementation for a fee. Mm. I like that, right? Yeah. I mean, people people can sit here and listen to the podcast all day long, but if they really want that golden nugget, going back full circle to where we started, which is you're wondering why some people experience the success, the Ali Reddas, the Frank Crinities, the Alex Floreses, the Glenn Lundies, the, you know, whoever, you wonder why they do it is because they figured out the implementation. Yes. And so I I guess the, the last thing where I just want to, uh, you know, last question before we wind this down, I, I and man, I, I could go for, I could go for hours with you, man. I love your energy. Um, how do we get you said you spend a third of your time as a leader, basically getting everybody on the same page as far as mindset, convincing them, I think is what you said, convincing them that that this is the right thing to do. So how do we navigate that with all of the plates? We're all spinning so many plates. Leaderships are trying to do all, you know, we're trying to do all of these things. Managers, they're trying to do all of these things. They've got so many plates spinning. Um pressure hot, you know, it's a pressure cooker. How do you, I guess, quantify that time spent when maybe the outcome isn't something that can tangibly be seen on a PL? Prioritize, man. What's the most important thing to you? And to me, it's culture. To me, it's customer service. To me, it's my people. Because people will either make or break a business. 
So why wouldn't I make that the number one thing on my list? I mean, anybody can count money, but making money, that's a different story. So why would I sit there and spend my time running reports and looking at my bank statements and looking at how much money I have in the bank? I need to make money before I start counting money. And the only way I'm going to make money is by changing the culture of my business, by spending time with my people, by inspecting what I expect. I have to do that on a daily basis and holding people to a, a accountability levels that I hold myself accountable. I always ask leaders this, man. I said, hey, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself when it comes to professionalism, skill level, appearance, uh, attitude, teamwork, all those qualities? And they always say, they know it's me asking Alex Flores, so they know better. So they never tell me a 10, but they'll <laughs> tell me eight. They'll be like, I'm an eight. I had one person. I've asked this question hundreds of times. One person said a nine, and I, and I try really hard not to laugh at them because <laughs> I don't give myself a nine. I give myself a seven if I'm lucky. Right. This person said nine, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, this is, this is actually comical. But anyway, they all say eight. Almost every one of them will say eight. You can try this yourself, and you watch. They'll say eight. And then I say, okay, great. I, I agree with you. Because some of them I do know, and I agree. They're, you're an eight. You're close to it. I say, okay, now I want to ask you another question. When it comes to your team, when it comes to the people you lead, the people under you, in your dealership, in your business, when it comes to professionalism, skill level, appearance, punctuality, all the things that I ask, when it comes to all that, why would you grade your team? And without a fail, Michael, they all say six. I don't know what it is about it, but they all say six. And I ask them, okay, so let me get this straight. You mean to tell me that it's okay for you to be an eight, but your team be a six? How is that even possible? How could you call that leadership? See, because to be a leader, you got to be a great follower. You want to know why people don't do follow up on you as a leader? Because you don't believe in follow up. Because believe me, if you did, they would be doing follow up. You might say it because it sounds good. Hey, guys, go out there and do your follow-up. You know follow-up is really, you know, truly, because if you truly believe in follow-up, everybody and their mama would be doing follow-up Yeah, every single day. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. If you're ready to make big changes in your life and career and want to connect with positive, nurturing automotive professionals, join my exclusive DPB Pro community on Facebook. That's where we share information, ideas, and content that isn't shared anywhere else. I can't wait to meet you there. Thanks for listening.